It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you, eight minutes after the hour here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca in one more Saturday for Walter Reeves. It's a pleasure being along with you with Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery and Winston Eason from the Clayton County Extension Office there down south of I-285 on the south side. 404-872-0750. Really enjoying taking your calls a variety of calls today. We're looking over the screen going, wow, these really run the gambit of everything. Yeah. So love that. Uh, up to Cobb County and Ackworth. Good morning, Clay. How are you? I'm wet, thank you. How about you? <laughs> yes, right. You'll, you'll dry out a little bit today, but then we make no guarantees. So what's going on? Uh, centipede grass. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried and looked for pre-emergence, and I just don't do much. Sign in a pre-emergent for centipede. Everything seems to kill it. Any of them. I think you can use any of the yeah uh, pre-emergent. Yeah, we have we have some big issues with um, uh, putting out um, pre-emergent on uh, or actually anything on centipede grass until it has fully greened up. Mm -hmm. Um, But any product that has atrazine would be a good product for. uh, atrazine works both as a pre and a post emergent type um, herbicide, so that would be the preferred uh, active ingredient when you're looking for a product for um, weed control in um, in centipede. Um, but there there should be some on the market. Uh, you just got to read the label um, and make sure you're getting a pre emergent uh, and not just a, a weed and feed that has a post um, kind of like a. Post. And it needs to be. A- applied before it turns green well uh that's that's the tricky thing with uh with centipede uh the data that we have uh, at the university uh kind of suggests that we stay off the centipede lawn until it has fully greened up and so in the springtime it's it's almost like you're you'll kind of miss that opportune time to put out the pre-emergent herbicide but if you use atrazine uh which is a pre post uh, type um, uh, herbicide uh, or product, uh, then you can actually um, catch the tail end of uh, some of those um, summer weeds that come up. Okay, very good. All right. Thank you so much, Clay. So that sounds that sounds a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. The and, timing. And the on timing. Centipede. Yeah, and 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 I, I know most people will want to go out there and put the pre-emergent out this time of year, or maybe even early in March. But uh, for centipede. Um, you know, it 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 does doesn't work very well for centipede. You just need to stay off the lawn until it has fully greened up. So, about f- what what time of the month are we looking That's for? That's probably going to be maybe? depending on the weather. I'm, I'm probably going to say maybe um, mid April, probably. Yeah, yeah, mid-April yeah. That it's fully yeah. green. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. atrazine. The yeah, and you might not see green. the adverse effect uh, right away, but if you consistently do that, you know, year after year, uh, then you'll experience a lot of centipede decline that's yeah. kind of what yeah. what makes me scratch my head answering a lot of the calls for walter i think a lot of people are under that misconception that at a pre-emergent i'm just going to do it this one time i'm going to yeah. do it this yeah. time of year but i mean you really have to get in a couple right. of years cycles of 
being religious about it and staying on top of it to really see the full effects, wouldn't you say? Well, well, that's true. Um, but uh, pre-emergent applications should be a good part of your weed control program. Right. And so we typically will put our pre-emergent out twice a year. Mm-hmm. We'll put it out early spring and then again early fall. Uh, early spring application um, or will actually control the summer weeds or prevent most of the summer weeds from coming up, and then the fall application prevents the winter weeds from coming up. Well, what I hear so much is that I've still got weeds, and yeah. a lot of times the weeds you've got were weeds that didn't come from seed, That's but correct. were perennial yes. weeds that came the year before. Right. You're going to have to use a post-emergent on mm-hmm. that to, to get rid those. of those. That's, that's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. pre-emergence is certainly not going to yeah. wipe everything yeah. out. Right. right. But I hear that all the time. And again, since we're kind of getting into that time of year, two people are thinking about seeding as well. The the wow. amount of time that we need uh-huh. between a pre-emergent application and seeding the lawn or overseeding or whatever, mm-hmm. what is that safe window to right. wait? Right, it depends on the product, <laughs> yeah. the active ingredient that was you know that was in the pre-emergent um, herbicide. Uh, but if you plan on overseeding, uh, it would be best to withhold your uh, pre-emergent application. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Good. Very good. We don't <laughs> want people to make that mistake yeah. and just flush a lot of money down the drain, right? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Candy down in Fairburn. Good morning, Candy. Good morning. P- problems. I love the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for oh. listening. So problems with the peach tree, huh? Yes. Um, I have a. I think it's about six years old. The peach tree that um, is about twelve or twelve to fifteen feet tall, and um, I've never gotten a good. Um, set of peaches from the tree. It's always been very, very small. Um, very, very probably about um, about half the size of a, just a regular peach. And um, I noticed that the blooms are already out this season, and it's uh, only like half of the tree. So what happens once um, you do get fruit and, and you know, it's not getting any larger? Is it staying on the tree or is it dropping off or something eating it? They're dropping off a lot um, before I even get to see a good, nice, round uh, peach, um, probably about half the size, and then they kind of shrink up. All right, Mickey Gasaway, shake it her head. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you really need to get it's on a, a spray program. Um, yeah. Some plants you can do all right without that, but peaches, you've just got to do that, and you may be a little late this year. Uh, the extension's got a good handout. We've got we've got a couple of uh, orchard, sprays orchard sprays that you can use mm-hmm. that have got both fungicides and insecticides in them, and you just, I think, you, I can't imagine being able to get good peaches without doing that. That's, there may be a way that, that, that you that do that. So that. true. Um, for most of so our orchard say, crops, yeah. you, you just have to keep up a spray and cycle. And you start it when they're dormant, and then you do it at green tip stage, mm-hmm. and then maybe or maybe not at full blossom stage. You have to watch for the in, the bees when you're doing that, but um, that's I think yeah, only about do. half of the blossoms have um, come out already. Well, it's and, still it's um, still pretty yeah. early, so uh, give it some more time. You you should see some more blooms emerge. Yeah. Um, so maybe okay. they'll wait till after it gets cold. <laughs> and and maybe it's a, it's a good idea yeah. that not all the blooms are out because yeah. if it gets too cold, um, you're going to lose um, most of the blooms. Oh, <laughs> so that means I won't get as many peaches this year. Uh, Last year, I've got like a hundred peaches. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah. Yes, yeah. but they didn't. Um, 
they didn't ripen to a large, right. you know, size. Did they ripen at all? Did, did they? Did it... They did change color. Yeah. And um, but they didn't. Um, get large. That, that could be a variety. Yeah, it um, could be. Also, yeah. sometimes you have to take off some of the peaches. Mm-hmm. If you've got too many peaches in one little area, you have to take some of them oh, off. You have to yeah. thin them a little bit. That could be it. Okay. But I okay, think mostly it's Winston's getting on the spray paint. Beautiful accent. Yeah. <laughs> you have a beautiful well, thank accent. Thank you. <laughs> He's really cute, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm well, in trouble now. <laughs> Candy, thanks so much for the call. Good luck and check back in with us and let us know with the, with that knowledge you've got now. See see if we have any better luck. Down to College Park. Good morning, my friend J.D. How are you? Hey, great. How are you finding folks this morning? We are good. great. Doing well. Good, good. Well, here's my uh, my problem is might not be a big problem for you, and I hope it's not. <laughs> uh, about three weeks ago, I fertilized my uh, fescue lawn, and there were no weeds at all, and now weeds have popped up everywhere. Now I need to know, what do I do? Do I go ahead and put down a, a, a weed control now? And, and then when do, if I do, when do I p- apply the, um, the uh, pre-emergent? All right. So uh, the weeds that you're seeing now are actually – Winter weeds, and uh, right. as uh, we mentioned earlier to a previous caller, all those weeds are just going to disappear as soon as it warms up um, a little bit more. Um, so, uh, pre-emergent would now would be a good time to put out the pre-emergent that will control the the summer weeds. All right, you uh, say it would be a good time to put it, yeah, put it down yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now would be all a good right. time. You can get out there today and put it out, and okay. get some rains tomorrow. Uh, that would help to kind of wash it in. In the meantime, what do I do about the existing weeds? <laughs> well, um, uh, if you keep the lawn mowed, uh, then, you know, there, there shouldn't be too much of a contrast yeah. between the the weeds and the, and the grass. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's not really too early yeah. to mow. Yeah. A lot of yeah. my neighbors have been yeah. mowing already. I've been seeing yeah. a lot of henbit, yeah. though, yeah. in the garden, which is a winter weed, but sometimes it, it stays, yeah. it stays right. a while. So yeah. that one you yeah. may have to go after with perhaps yeah. emerge it later. Yeah. J.D., do some mowing or just go out yeah. there and pluck some of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you okay. want to be proactive. You want to be proactive going into uh, fall this year. Um, you know, you want to put out that pre-emergent sometime in September, October. And yes, then you wouldn't yes, have as many right. of those weeds um, this time of year. Right. So okay, then. All okay. right. Well, listen, Jay. thank you folks so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, Welcome. always good to hear thank from you. you. Have a great weekend, all right? Yes, ma'am. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Jenny and Alpharetta, we're going to take you right after the break. The best time to transplant seedlings from hellebores. That's going to be Ooh, fun. I love it. And then Jason in Lawrenceville getting rid of crabgrass. Robert in Decatur, a peach tree, another question of spraying insecticide there. And Joe and Swanee pruning rose bushes back. So all of that and more on the Lawn and Garden Show. This is Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back. Stay tuned. This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 4.30 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves. 724 on your radio dial, WSB Weather, brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems. Today, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Enjoy it while you can. A high of 64 and a low of 49. 
tomorrow. Rain all day, and there's a chance of strong or severe thunderstorms possible late in the day. High around 66 and lows close to 40 degrees. And shop and save with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Sunday coupons are valued at $320 plus. Get in-depth local news and details you won't find anywhere else. 404-872-0750. This is Ashley Frasca with Winston Eason and Mickey Gasway filling in for Walter Reeves. And we'll go ahead and talk to Robert in Decatur. A little follow-up question maybe about peach trees. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Miss Ashley. And the gang, how y'all doing today? Good, good. good morning. Good, good, good. I've got uh, three, peach, three peach trees and I've got two plum trees and the peaches are beautiful. They grew very good last year, but they had worms in them, and we could not eat them. Mm-hmm. And the plum trees had worms in them also. Same thing. We could not eat those. Extra protein. I bought some <laughs> Bonite uh, fruit tree spray, and I'm wondering, when do I spray it? Because I'm getting conflicting stories of when to spray and how to spray and how many days and all that kind of stuff. I'm confused. Curculio is so tough yeah. and yeah, peaches and plums are so susceptible to that curculio. That's, that's so, so we were just talking about it's off the air, early. Mickey. They right. may already be living in the blossoms they that are right. starting Probably to see now. Probably on their trees right now. So if you haven't been putting out a, or keeping up with a spray uh, schedule, uh, most likely you're going to have an insect problem um, this year with the fruits. If you look on the orchard spray bottles, the one we carry, and I think it's Bonine, it gives you a, a spray program, and it has mm-hmm. one for peaches and plums and apples, and it tells you yeah. exactly what stage you need to spray it. Right. And you need to start from the beginning because, like you said, the, the cuculio is probably already there. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, if you have the spray, uh, uh, if you have the container, um, you know, just um, just read the label. Uh, all yeah. the information that you need to know about when to apply the product is going to be um, on the label. It's just so okay. key yeah. to not miss yeah. a spray. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it, it's, it's too late now to kill worms, anything in that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you can, can still benefit. You can, yeah, you can still benefit from um, you know. Right. Uh, in addition to worms, we we also have fun uh, a fungus that gets on the trees too. So you can still benefit from putting out the spray. Oh, I feel like we need Just to buy Robert the label. coffee. That was that was <laughs> such a bummer. Well, you did the right thing by calling though, Robert. Thanks so much for the call. 404-872-0750. You still have time to jump in on the Lawn and Garden Show. And in the next half hour, we'll be giving away our weekend prize pack. Stay tuned for all of that. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you. Thanks for joining us here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Starting to see some daylight outside. It's a nice day on Peachtree Street. A dry Saturday, hopefully, for most of us. Tomorrow, that is not the case. And, you know, off the air, my guests and I, Winston Eason and Mickey Gasway, talking about the chance for uh, more cold weather and some frosty nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So everybody kind of brace yourself for that. Prepare yourself for that. And I was kind of picking Mickey's brain. One of the things I protect is the the blueberry bushes. And I've just got them in large pots on the back deck. But using a sheet or yeah. 
frost cloths at Pike Nursery. Those yeah. go fast, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. <laughs> if you want to get them, you better get them today. Right. Because they really, they, they will be gone. And I use, sometimes I use sheets. Sometimes I use the frost cloth. Uh, hydrangeas. Our hydrangeas mm-hmm. are all budded up. Yep. And especially the blue-pink hydrangeas, those bloom on last year's wood. So, or on mature wood anyway. So you, if you want to have hydrangeas early, you better cover those up too. Oh, yep. that just makes me sick. All the way to the fl- the ground. All the way to the ground. Yeah. Anything, yep. anything else that's really tender that would be important to cover like that that y'all could think of? Those are the uh, two things I see the most. Uh, that's about it, I think. Um, yeah. I can't think yeah. of anything else uh, that, that, you know, that's I guess. That's sensitive to, to, to that drastic... Um, and the limelight hydrangeas, all those, the paniculatas, they don't have mm-hmm. to be because they, they bloom on new wood. So yeah. if it, right. if it uh, you know, knocks them back, that's okay. You just cut it off and they'll be fine. Yeah. And, and mulch, too. If you can put out a good yeah. layer of mulch. Yeah, that um, helps. You know, that definitely helps. Yeah. yeah, Pike Nursery has that mulch ready for you, too. So next Saturday, Walter and Mickey are going to be at the Pike Nursery in Roswell off of Crossville 92 there by right. Roswell High School. Y'all are going to be broadcasting live there, Chick-fil-A. Yes, going to be fun. Always a good time for the listeners. I may try to pop in there. That's not far from me. Um, and then there's a class as well on that Saturday. Too. Yeah, it's a, a berry class on growing berries. And that's also our strawberry day. And we give away a strawberry plant for everybody that buys something. So that's really fun, too. Which, that is so fun. I get that. I get that every year. And the runners. And it's just so fun to watch how much it grows. Yeah. Yeah. So, so make your plans now. Next Saturday, we'll we'll be here as we always are on WSB, just from a different location, out in Roswell on Crossville Highway 92. There, broadcasting live uh, from six to nine with Lawn and Garden Show, and then followed up, of course, by Dave Baker. So. Right now, we're in the studio. We're kind of nice and warm and cozy, taking your calls, 404-872-0750. Joe in Swanee, you've been so patient. Good morning, Joe. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. General question on pruning, but especially uh, oak leaf hydrangeas, and mine do have buds on them, but also rose bushes and azaleas. Can I cut those back, and how far? You can cut the roses back. I think they'll be fine. Um, are you? Have you got? What have you got? Hybrid teas or knockouts or what have you got? Uh, they're knockouts. Yeah, you can still cut those back. They're fine. Um, and what was the other thing you said? Azaleas. Azaleas. Uh, uh, I wouldn't cut the yeah. azaleas back until after um, they bloom. If you've got encores or the repeat blooming, wait until after they bloom the first time. But you're going to cut off your main bloom if you cut them off now, any of them. Okay. But, but how much pruning How much pruning do you anticipate doing uh, on the azaleas? Or you just want to cut back a, a few branches or? Uh, fairly to... heavy, I would say maybe a third, fourth yeah. to a third off. Yeah. You so you'll, you'll have to wait till after they have bloomed. Otherwise, you'll be removing all the flower buds if you were to prune them back this time of year. I got you. And the oak leaf hydrangea, oh, which is right. budding now. After, after it blooms, I think. Okay. Well, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for the call, Joe. So a lot of things, you know, a lot of common questions about pruning here in mm-hmm. Georgia are the azaleas and the camellias and the rhododendrons and things like that. Right. that they set on new buds so it seems like so this, soon after yeah, yeah. the blooms have expired. I mean, like in the fall, you already see 
right. you know, new right. buds on that's, them. That's so true. there's really just a small window of time you have to prune, to prune. those, it seems right. like. Yeah. So so the rule of thumb on, on pruning most of these um, flowering shrubs is that if it blooms before May, May. Mm-hmm. it's actually setting flowers on last year's growth. So those you want to prune back just after the flowers have died off. Sort of the exception to that, though, are the knockout roses. Well, the well, knockout yeah. roses yeah, and the encore yeah. uh, azaleas and so forth. But yeah. the knockouts do their most prolific bloom in mm. the spring. In the spring. So you'll right. still get some blooms. Mm-hmm. But, and they're just so forgiving. And I think, too, with knockouts, they start putting on new growth so soon, like when it's still yeah. cold, maybe that's end of January, cool. February. So people are kind of hesitant yeah. right now looking at it going, oh, I'm going to cut off the new growth, yeah. but that's yeah. fine. It's yeah. going to go nuts once you cut that's... it. So, all right, 404-872-0750. Roswell speaking of Roswell. Hi, Edmund. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We hope to see you at Pike Nursery next Saturday. Yeah. Any plans? Uh, well, I probably will be there today. Okay, <laughs> good. I think, uh, Mickey addressed my question somewhat I have probably 25 or 30 mop head hydrangeas, and they're all greening out. Some of them are sort of leggy and greening at the top, and I'm really concerned about the cold next week. It seems like the last few years they have, you know, been hit by a frost or freeze in March, and same thing has happened, and they spend their whole time trying to green (laughs) up the rest of the year and never bloom. Actually, mine did pretty good last year. (laughs) They did all right. Uh, Depending on where you lived last year, a lot of people did good. But the year before last, I think it got everybody's. Well, other than covering them with the sheets, um, if that doesn't happen, is there anything to do once it gets warmer to help them bloom or get to that point? Nope. Oh, no. I can't think of anything, yeah. Now, if you've got the endless summers or some of the repeat blooming hydrangeas, you may get some late season blooms on them. Okay. That's a possibility. Yeah, like yeah, I think Dooley and... Once the flower buds are out and they get frostbitten, yeah. then it's, it's, it's actually, um, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, prepare, Edmund. I think there may be at least four or five days next week where you're going to have to do that. Okay, well, oh. that's what I intend to do. Bummer. All <laughs> and right. make sure you make your sheet or your frost cloth, whatever you use, make sure it comes all the way to the um, to, the to the ground. And you can yeah. use some of the pins or some of the bricks or something like that around there as okay, well. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, one, one week of solid work doing that, but then it rewards <laughs> you the rest of the summer. So. Right. You know, I, I missed them for a couple of years, yeah. and I really want them to Love blend. them. All right, mm. well, good luck. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you. All right. Have a good weekend and have a good trip to Pike Nursery out there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we go up to Alpharetta. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? Fine. Thank you. So you've got a great question. You love hellebores, Lenten Rose, oh, yeah? Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do? Transplant the little seedlings. They come up in clumps. I yeah. mean, what I've got is clumps. And I know they can all survive. And when do you fertilize? I let mine go. Usually I'll leave them there for a year. Yeah. And then I dig them up and I sometimes I'll put them in pots or I give them away or whatever. And um, honestly, if I fertilize mine at all, it's usually after they get through blooming. I've, I don't know if that's the right time, but mine. I usually don't blo- no. fertilize them at all. They just don't need it. They're pretty hard. They are. They're tough. And the deer won't eat them and the rabbits won't eat them. Yep. Amen. There you go. Yeah, wonderful plant. Yes. 
So so once you see those the the new growth coming up or the new babies, you know the babies, you keep them in place for a year I before you disturb them. them. Yeah, yeah, you could. I, it's you a could good idea them. to kind of leave them in place, to yeah. kind of let them harden off a little bit, and yeah, get a little bit of root structure going. Because at there. first they're yeah. just really yeah. soft, like yeah. you said, they're they're not much to dig up. I guess you could. But what are your intentions, Jenny? You want to share them with other people, or just plant them in different places? Just move them around. I just yes, love, love them. them. I love Great. them too. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for the call. So don't, you, don't worry about fertilizing necessarily. One of the things you need to know is that the seedlings are not going to look like the mama plant. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we, um, they never did get the seedlings so they could be true. That's why the plants now that we have are done in tissue culture so you know exactly what they're going to be. Huh. But the babies that come from these in your yard, you don't know. They might be pink. They might be white. Yeah. And they might be purple. Oh, wow. And that's fun. Huh. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. All right, Jenny, thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And for anybody who has not really had any experience with hellebores, I mean, I think they're great. Like, I had so many hostas already established in the in the lawn mm-hmm. when we moved into this home maybe eight or nine years ago. And I just got tired of looking at them. And the deer, you know, you have your yeah. bad years where oh. the deer eat them. But, I mean, my hellebores, where I planted them, do perfect in the same scenario, in the same placings, mm-hmm. and same situations yeah. as the hostas. And it just adds, yeah, that's true. you know, yeah. way more color. visual appeal. Yeah. yeah, And they're green year-round, yeah. so mm-hmm. you have something like that. And, I mean, it's one of, right before the daffodils. It's yes. just one of the first flowers. things that you get to see emerging in early February. And it's like, huh, oh, wow, nice, you know, just something to look at. All right, we've got time for one more before we go to break. Pat in Barnesville. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, and you've already answered my questions. <laughs> I really enjoy your show. And, uh Mickey, I feel like I'm just talking to my best friend when you give me advice. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I, since you've answered my question about the blueberries, could I ask you about daffodils? Of course. They, um, I have, they've been wonderful this year, and I would like to uh, dig up some of the big clumps that really didn't bloom as well. Is this a good time to do that, separate them and plant them again? I'd wait until after they started dying down. After okay. they, because now is the time that they're they're making the flowers for next year. But even though if yours don't, I still think you'd be better off if you waited until after they begin to die down and then then transplant them at that yeah. point. One of the things with uh with with those type of plants is that even though the flowers uh, have died off and the leaves are still green. The leaves are still functioning to manufacture some kind of food that is stored down in the bulbs. So you want to give well, them... Well, I've t- taken off the dead blooms. Oh, right. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. But you, and um, but they've been wonderful this year. Everybody oh, else has been down. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know, and I, I don't know whether this is really right or not, but it's what I've always done, uh, is that I fertilize mine after they bloom as well. Because that's okay. the point that they, if you cut a daffodil bud in half, the embryo of the flower is in there. You can it's see it. Mm-hmm. Well, once it's pushed up and it's flowered, yeah. then there's no bloom in there. And you've got to make a bloom for next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that people fertilize when they first come up, but I fertilize mine afterwards too because I feel like it's making a bloom for next year. So you might try that yeah. on yours as well. I, I will do that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank you. Pat. You have a great weekend. Good to talk to you. 
Thank you. All right. And coming up in the next little bit, we're going to take a quick break and then the weekend prize pack. Stay tuned for that. This is Ashley Frasca from Triple Team Traffic sitting in for Walter Reeves today with Winston Eason. Mickey Gasaway will be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Get up, get moving. It's just before the 8 o'clock hour on a Saturday morning. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves, filling in on the lawn and garden show. We'll, we'll explain that song in just a moment, but before that, Weather brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems today, partly to mostly cloudy, a high in the mid-60s, lows around 49. Tomorrow, rain all day, and that's really going to start to cool things off. Severe or strong thunderstorms possible late in the day, high of around 66, low around 39. So Jason Byers, musical talent extraordinaire, Walter just <laughs> flatters you every single Saturday. That was Casey and the Sunshine Band, and there was good reason. Good reason for that. It's the prize pack. It is the prize pack. A pair of tickets to see KC and the Sunshine Band on Thursday, March 14th, coming up real soon at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and at the Cobb Energy Center box office. Rachel, we're going to do caller number four, but you've got to call this different phone number, 404 7410750 caller number 4 gets a pair of tickets to see Casey and the Sunshine Band on Thursday March 14th my mom's birthday that would actually kind of be really cool to uh to do who knew so 404-872-0750 is the number many of you have called to get on the Lawn and Garden Show this morning. Talking in studio with Winston Eason, an extension agent with the University of Georgia from Clayton County, Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery. We talk about everything, lawns, <laughs> flowers, gardening, vegetable gardening, everything. And now I think it's time to really start talking about the birds. I'm really excited about the hummingbirds. Last year oh, yeah. was a great year for my area for hummingbirds. And so I I usually tend to skew a little early. I'm ready to put those hummingbird feeders out like literally in a week or two once this chance of, you know, frost yeah. blows by next week, but I get the hummingbird feeders out. A lot of people say wait till like mid-April, but for I'm me, you know, you can go online, you can go yeah. online and say where See, are the hummingbirds yeah, and you can tell where yeah. they are as they're coming back yeah. up whether that's the main, you know, there might be one or two. Now, this is third-party information, <laughs> hearsay really, but I had heard that people were already spotting them in Valdosta. Really? really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, I have not scientifically looked that up to prove <laughs> yeah. that or to back that, but uh so I'm excited about that and just this time of year, getting ready for everything, cleaning out the feeders oh, yeah. and making sure the feeders are off to a good, clean start, repairing them if they need it. Um, suet, too. The yeah. advantages of, of having suet out and having when the birds. it's so cold. Yeah. That. Yep. Yep. So I'm ready for all of that. I've got Me too. plenty of bird feeders out and ready to go. And so what are what are some of your favorite plants to attract the hummingbirds mm-hmm. if you don't do uh, a Black and blue salvia. salvia black and blue salvia and... Which sounds odd, but the Miss Huff Lantana. If you have those, oh, we watch those in the greenhouse. And if we have black and blue salvia, if there's a hummingbird in the greenhouse, that's where it's he'll be. Really? Yeah. We watched him one day follow a guy. He had put one on his cart, and the hummingbird followed him all the way through the register <laughs> out to his car. Wow. I don't think he took it home, but, you know, it was amazing. Well, that's great. They're really great plants. So when will we start okay, seeing good, Lantana at Pike? Luck with, Probably um, another two or three weeks. Okay. We'll start, maybe a little bit later than okay. that. I never know. It depends on the weather. Yeah, I've, had, I've seen quite a few of them on... Um, 
Bailantana. Yeah, yeah, they love yeah. it. And that doesn't you look saw, like something that they would yeah, um, look. You uh, think about something with a bigger... Bigger flower, oh, yeah, but bigger throat for them. Have to. you ever seen how hummingbirds eat? I have. They lap. They lap. I think that's interesting. S- stick their tongue out. Yeah. Get that juice up. And the speed of their wings, <laughs> if yeah. you can sit there and watch them. So 404-872-0750. More of your calls on Lawn and Garden. Another hour to go. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. You're listening to News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.